0: Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Sean Luchens, the Chief Product and Marketing Officer for UFlex Reward. They're a digital global total reward solution, which combines total reward data silos into one real-time, always-on platform. We're going to talk about the great resignation and its impact, how employers are reacting, and more on this edition of People Tech. Hi, Sean. Welcome. Thanks for coming by. Tell me about UFLEX Reward. What's it do and how do you do it?
1: Yep. So Uflex Award is a uh, digital total rewards platform. So I'm, I'm glad we have a few minutes to kind of walk through it. Um, so if you imagine your entire human capital management stack and all the point solutions, HRS, payroll, et cetera, we sit over the top of that so that you can report holistically across everything you have going on. Um, specifically for us, it's typically around the human capital spectrum. Um, so even pulling in from finance, but your total rewards package And then on the flip side, since it's all interactive and API-based, the ability to uh, have employee engagement, so their ability to do open enrollment on that platform, and then those choices then funnel back down to the point solutions. So if you can imagine on the bottom of a human capital management stack across all the countries, the hundreds and hundreds of potential systems that you have where data is held, we layer across the top of that. And we've kind of defined ourselves as a platform as a service, and I think of it sometimes more as a construction platform. So if you think of something solid sitting on top of Mm -hmm. um, all of the items across the bottom. So now you have a solid fundamental foundation to then handle and manage all your reporting interaction with your employees.
0: Can you talk more about um, the data? Because it seems to be a key part of the offering.
1: Yep. So a key part of what we do is aggregate the data. We call it gathering um, as we go. And so we have built kind of uh, two unique pieces. So we have a really open architecture where we can gather up all the data. And that sounds pretty simple. But when you start thinking about scale of multiple countries and multiple tools, and then normalizing that data, there's a pretty cool process in place to make that happen. The second piece is we have a unique rules engine And so differing from some other companies, we don't just pull up the data of what someone's potentially making, et cetera, but it's all the rules that a company has in place and all the policies that they have so that you can then go ahead and start to forecast what's going to happen in in the future as well. And so both of those pieces are then aggregated across the data. And one of the kind of cool things we can do is we can stand that up for large companies in 90-ish days, uh, give or take.
0: Now, you guys sit in an interesting place in terms of looking at the whole market, you know, the employment market um, and what employees are thinking about, I think. Um, There's so much talk right now about retention. What are you seeing?
1: So for us, you know, and and this is where, you know, I'm glad we're kind of getting away from the our product per se, but the marketplace. I think the personalization of rewards and the communication of those rewards are are really key. So, if you think about a reward package, it's been pretty analog. Um, you know, you have your pay and you have your benefits and you might have a wellness package, etc. But you potentially, Mark, don't get to choose where you spend that money. Um, and so, in the U.S., I'll use the example of medical. Right, the value of someone who's single, that value of that package, you're providing to that employee is different than someone who has a family plan. And so I think what employees are looking for is the ability to maximize the the return they're getting on the compensation package. And I actually think companies are gonna wanna do the same thing. They want to spend X amount of dollars and make sure the employee values every dollar of that that's out out in the marketplace, and so I think that personalized rewards is where people are going, and that allows them to retain their employees better. One by offering to get all the spend, and then secondly, can you communicate that value out there to them? So you know, companies want to you know everybody wants to be in the top 50th percentile, right? And some pick others, uh, but you know always we want to be in the top 50th percentile of our offering. Not all companies can be in the top 50th percentile of the offering. I don't have my MBA mark, but I'm guessing about half can be in the top 50th percentile. Um, and so, you know, I, I think there's a huge gap in that middle 50 percentile, actually, where companies that are offering 60th, 70th percentile and package aren't communicating it well and aggregating the data up and rolling it up for the employee to tell them this is what we're offering them. And there's going to be companies below the 50th percentile that do a great job of that and get to actually market out that they're doing better. And I think the reason people leave a lot of times is they just don't know And it's not a statistic that it's out there, but the number of people who probably leave a job thinking, I'm getting a better pay raise, I'm getting an increase, and they just didn't do all the complete math because it wasn't laid out for them to say, this is what the package is compared to point A and point B. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn, make our shows more appealing to advertisers. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show.
0: Now, Do you, do you find that your customers are asking for different things than they had been before? Um, you know, especially as you've got the great resignation, retention problems and all of that.
1: Yeah, I think they're looking for us to kind of help them create packages that are better for the employees that people can't get anywhere else. So again, with the, the personalized rewards, you think about choice. I've been kind of using the analogy, since I'm a little bit of a simpleton, Mark, about a grocery store, right? So even in the grocery store, you currently budget yourself, like a company would budget an employee spend. When you go to the grocery store, you spend it where you want. Right now, in compensating benefits and rewards, you are spending it by the aisle or the department, so, no one in their right mind goes shopping with a budget and says, you want to get $10 in the bread aisle, you get you know, $5 in the cookie aisle, well, that should probably be more like $15 if it's $10 in the bread aisle, but you, know, you don't do it by aisle. And so, if you can start to take and, and move that across and say, what if we let employees shop either by the department, so all produce, all whatever, or just by the store? your salary is $150,000. You can spend that $150,000 within reason, right? There's guidelines from statutory law, minimum wage, other items, but we're going to let you spend that $150,000 to build it out in a very personalized way so that the company knows for this role, we're paying 150 and they're going to maximize value. And the employee knows I'm getting $150,000 worth of stuff. And whether that's $100,000 in base pay and 50,000 in benefits or 125,000 in base pay and 25 in benefits. And then one step further is do you allow employees to kind of put their money where their mouth is around how they leverage their pay. So we're starting to get companies, you know, ask the question, could we offer our employees a dollar 25 in short-term incentive for every dollar of base pay? So you give me a dollar of base pay back and I'll set your target bonus at a dollar and 25 cents. So the merit increases are all at 2 to 4%, right? Um, and so it's hard to pay people more to keep up with the whole great reshuffle, the great resignation, if you only have a 2 to 4% merit budget. But what if you let them start to choose how they allocate that money and even go so far as to choose, do I want to allocate that between the company leverage, the individual leverage, or a mix? You know,
0: I wonder if, um, if you see alignment between employees and employers about what the needs are or do they diverge?
1: So I I just spoke last week and and one of the first steps and keys to personalization was a company kind of taking their first step to offering personalized rewards is to figure out who you are, right? So if you're really conservative and, and this is the model you want to have, what type of employees you have, who do you really want to be and where are you really going to go? because I don't think every company wants to look and see where you know, where they are because that then alignment of who you want to be and the type of people you want to have needs to align with your current staff and those you want to attract as well, right? Because otherwise, you're just creating a fork in the road before they even arrive. If you're not going to, you know, if you want high performers, but you're not going to give them any leverage, for example, um, then then you have a, a fundamental problem. But I think the big thing in aligning those is having tools that are flexible enough to align, you know, to align your corporate mission, where your structure is, your, cult, you know, the internal and external factors in that, and be able to align that to what the employees want. Because you have, you know, there's a lot of thought that's gone into what's the best benefits enrollment system, what's the best medical system, best HSA system, the best pay equity system, the best payroll system, the HRIS. So how do you bring those across so that you can allow people to move those things across without burying your HR department?
0: I wanted to shift gears a little bit and um, go back to talking about the company. You've got an interesting corporate history. With your spin out from Unilever um, yep. could you tell me about that
1: yep. so um, I'm gonna get the timeline I'm a newer so I always get the timeline a little bit wrong on the exact origin but you know if you call it seven or eight years ago maybe nine years ago um, Unilever did want to go to a personalized awards um, and, and be able to create kind of some of these things we've talked about they went out to market and couldn't find anybody to, to do this and so the visionaries at the time that were there, Basically said, we'll build it ourselves. So they got some consultants, found some developers, and built this tool out so that they could go ahead and have personalized rewards and create choice across, create total reward statements for all employees, not just those that are kind of, you know, in the office, but factory floor workers, etc. They started then, you know, as, as, you know, large companies do talking to other people that are on the market, telling them what they were doing, getting a real handle on their spend. They had a huge amount of money that they just couldn't, they knew what the spend was, but they couldn't find it. A good one would be like car allowance. You know, tell me how much car allowance we're spending in the world. Well, they're in 170 countries. So how do they find that without someone going on a mission to grab 170 countries worth of data? So having all that in one place and managing was the goal. They build this, they start, telling their you know, peers on the marketplace and others, they're doing this. And they're like, well, where do I get that? Um, they then said, well, you, you can't have it. It's ours, um, basically. Um, went back and said, well, what if we spin this out? And it's actually a conversation I wish I could have been a, a fly on the wall for, Mark. So here you have Unilever Venture Capital, who generally you know is buying fast-moving consumer goods products, investing in fast-moving consumer good products, and they went and pitched. Hey, how about building a SaaS software company for human capital? Um, and they said, okay. So they said this is a good enough idea. We think it's going to work. They started to get that ready to go out to market, to be public, to kind of then fund it out of that. And then COVID happened. Like for many businesses, I think good news for Unilever, selling plenty of toilet paper and ice cream during COVID, um, as people were you know stuck at home. Waited really until last year. Um, and kicked out the kicked out the company. I think it technically founded in 2019 on paper, which obviously right before COVID. Mm-hmm. And so last year was kind of the first round of funding for the company. And Unilever's been a you know a great partner as we kind of go out to market. And we just launched um, in January with kind of website marketing, getting out in the market. Um, so it's kind of a weird history, having been around. Um, I don't want to say I'm super old, but having been around a long time, it's kind of cool to see a tool that's this baked. By the time you go to market, it just is kind of a, a wide range of events that happen. So you can see who's selecting what. And we're going to allow you to then roll that information back down so it can be administered. And now companies will be able to pick the best of breed between them, as well as I've been calling it the currency, the exchange rate. But if you imagine being able to now... Um, trade in wellness or set the bar at wellness for dollars. So I don't know if you're familiar with Virgin Wellness, not to give them a plug, but I think they do a good job. They, they have a wellness tool and it might be five points for the dollar. But if your corporate vision is to create wellness, then maybe you make that $3 per point. You know, if you want people to take more vacation time, instead of doing straight math on vacation, you know, salary divided by number of days, potentially you now can change that rate. And so we become the currency, the exchange rate between all these benefits that allows companies to kind of, you know, move ahead and build out a really cool infrastructure for their employees without having to change everything.
0: Well, listen, Sean, thanks very much for stopping by today. It's been great talking with you.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: Guest today has been Sean Luchens, the Chief Product and Marketing Officer for UFlex Reward. And this has been PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report, where we're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com I'm Mark Pfeffer. as well as host Veronica Dudo for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah.